love them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord.
16 through 17 with us of John. Jesus and his disciples were in the upper room. They're washing feet, sharing the last supper, saying goodbye, and praying. The last chapter in this section of John is Jesus' final prayer with his disciples before he is arrested later that night. It's a three-part prayer, which we read over the course of three years, all the way on this Sunday of Jesus' ascension and Pentecost. And this year, year C, we read the end of the prayer, which profoundly is about us. Take a minute to let that sink in. Today is the day, once every three years, when we read the prayer that Jesus spoke to God about us at the Last Supper. It's a wrinkle in time. We go from watching the scene unfold in that upper room to Jesus looking up from the table and making eye contact with us. He knew we were coming. He prayed for us. We who are here because his disciples fulfilled their relationship with him by telling his story. We who are here because the people they told told others. And they wrote it down. Dominoes, tumbling through time in unexpected paths, connecting Jesus to us along the same lines of love that gave him the foresight to pray for us before he died. So what was that prayer? You will note it was not a prayer that we would be proper or righteous. He did not ask God to make sure that we are rule followers or Bible scholars or preservers of the not even ask for our poverty or chastity or obedience or a health centric stewardship. He simply asks God to love us as God loves Him. As we eavesdrop from 2,000 years away, He asks us for permission to dwell in us, to be the love in us, to expand love through us. It requires very little. And very much of us, doesn't it? To be vulnerable, to be open, to be vessels of love, to admit to ourselves how very beloved we are. Our belovedness might be the most solid and yet elusive truth we have. It's a slippery truth. It slips our mind that we are so loved. All of us. You, your favorite person, your least favorite person. I told a friend that I thought belovedness was solid, a good thing, and slippery, a bad thing. But he turned it as a prism for me and heard slippery as good, as slow, as love, slipping from God to us, from person to person, flowing and coming in and around us all, as flowing and as the ocean.
But I don't believe that I had to travel to Iona to find that. It is an energy that I have felt right here. I have felt it on Mystic Lake, near my home, where a bald eagle circled my kayak a few weeks ago. I have felt it at Baldwin Pond, at Sleepy Hollow, and in conversations with people who are in this room. It is an energy I have heard some of you speak of in your own ways. So this isn't about trekking across the globe to an officially holy place to find the pulse of God's love for us, but rather, how do we perceive God's energy all around us? How do we make more space for it, externally and internally? How do we prioritize whatever it is that helps each of us tap that current of love? Jesus prayed that God loves as God loves him. That we be in him and he in us. And that the love with which God loved us from before the foundation of the world unite us all. We simply have to choose to lean into that prayer. And then step into that prayer. And then live into that prayer. A choice we have before us every day.
uh, the associate vector, my name is Becky, and I've been gone for a few months. Um, and if you're visiting, we're so glad you're here. We hope that you will take any questions you have to somebody in the queue with you or to the welcome table um, outside the doors. And we also hope you and everyone who's with us for coffee hour in the Paris Hall, downstairs, and into the large room. Um, another thing to announce my mind is bugging with seeing you all and wanting to catch up. Um, one thing I want to say before we do prior appreciation is um, I didn't ask him first if I could do this, but I just want to have Logan stand up for a minute because his Eagle Court of Honor is today, and he did his Eagle Scout question for us. So So, 
for uh, our five-year, six-year, six five and up, get the CD, and that's Cali Garnet. And um, I had ordered something to thank my choir father for all his hard work, but it hasn't come yet from my socks. <laughs> so I would like to have Will Garnet stand up as our choir father. Thank you for
Well, there's absolutely no uh, expectations, there's no uh, requirements, but we will be collecting a donation for Ted because he and his wife Linda look forward to doing some travel. So I'll look to Barbara here for some more specifics. Uh, if people would like to make a monetary donation, they're more than welcome to either uh, directly to me or in my mailbox in the church office or directly to Nancy Marshall's mailbox. Just make sure if you write a check that it says for Ted at home and in the memo line. Uh, we'd also like to give Ted something tangible as a remembrance of Trinity. Uh, and we're, we're welcoming ideas. We have a few of our own, perhaps a print of the chapel. Um, but we're also thinking of sort of a memory book. So if you have a recollection of some dealing you've had with Ted over the years, funny, helpful, um, surprising, whatever it might be, Ted has all of those things in his repertoire. Um, let me know or write it down in your handwriting on a piece of paper and submit it and we'll manage to get it put together. But if any of you also have another suggestion, we're welcoming ideas at this point. So again, uh, either a check or cash in my mailbox directly to me or in Nancy Marshall's mailbox and make sure it's designated for Ted. Thank you. Are we in the theater? We'll be healing prayer during and following communion over in this transit for anyone who needs prayer for any manner of thing in their life or on your heart right now. Walk in love as Christ loves us. He gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to
Lord is with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us be released. Hallelujah. The gifts of God and the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Don't we go? All of God.
In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing this holiness, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread, one cup. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier be with you and those you love this day and always. Amen.